The scripture reading comes from Philemon. Please follow along in your bulletin or on the screen. Paul, a prisoner for Christ Jesus, and Timothy, our brother, to Philemon, our beloved fellow worker, and Aphia, our sister, and Archippus, our fellow soldier, and the church in your house. Grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. I thank my God always when I remember you in my prayers, because I hear of your love and of the faith that you have toward the Lord Jesus, and for all the saints. And I pray that the sharing of your faith may become effective for the full knowledge of every good thing that is in us for the sake of Christ. For I have derived much joy and comfort from your love, my brother. Because the hearts of the saints have been refreshed through you. Accordingly, though I'm bold enough in Christ to command you to do what is required, yet, for love's sake, I prefer to appeal to you. I, Paul, an old man and now a prisoner, also for Christ Jesus, I appeal to you for my child Onesimus, whose father I became in my imprisonment. Formerly he was useless to you, but now he is indeed useful to you and to me. I'm sending him back to you, sending my very heart. I would have been glad to keep him with me, in order that he might serve me on your behalf during my imprisonment for the gospel. But I prefer to do nothing without your consent, in order that your goodness might not be by compulsion, but of your own accord. For this, perhaps, is why he was parted from you for a while, that you might have him back forever, no longer as a bond servant, but more than a bond servant, as a beloved brother, especially to me, but how much more to you, both in the flesh and in the Lord. So, if you consider me your partner, receive him as you would receive me. If he has wronged you at all. Or owes you anything? Charge that to my account. I, Paul, write this with my own hand. I will repay it. To say nothing of your owing me, even your own self. Yes, brother, I want some benefit from you and the Lord. Refresh my heart in Christ. Confident of your obedience, I write to you, knowing that you will do even more than I say. At the same time, prepare a guest room for me, for I am hoping that through your prayers, I will be graciously given to you. Epaphras, my fellow prisoner in Christ Jesus, sends greetings to you, and so do Mark, Aristarchus, Demas, and Luke, my fellow workers. The grace of the Lord Jesus Christ be with your spirit. This is the word of God. Great, thanks, Joanne and Annabelle. Reading the entire book of the Bible in one sitting. There we go.、Um, Paul, do you want to come on up and、um, let me introduce、uh, Paul to us? Paul is going to be bringing God's word to us this morning, preaching. And、uh, Chris actually is the one that introduced us to Paul. And Chris has preached.、Uh, so Paul is a pastor at Holy Light Church in Yunlong.、Yes. Is that right? Yes. And、uh, I don't actually know how you guys met about a year ago or so. Two years. Two years. Okay. Yeah. And、um, I know Chris has come and preached at your church once or、yeah. twice, and、uh, 
the first time he came back, he said, you've got to meet this guy, Paul. He's an amazing gospel man, um, so humble, and yet really sure of God's uh, love in the gospel. And Chris just spoke so highly of you. And Paul came to our staff meeting uh, probably a year ago, a little bit less, and spoke to our staff. Yes. And uh, back then, we decided on this date, so almost nine months ago, we decided, okay, February 2020, come and bring God's word. And then we've actually seen each other twice this week, on yes. Tuesday night and on Thursday afternoon. Yes. And um, Paul, it's really great to have you. We're so grateful for you coming down this morning and being with us. So thank you for bringing God's word. And thank we're you so for thrilled your... that you're with us. Thank you. Can I pray for you and just for us this morning? Yes, Great, sure. let's pray briefly. Well, Jesus, thank you so much for Paul, for his life and his ministry. Thank you for his devotion to you, God, how you saved him as a young man, God. And you've called him to um, help others discover the hope of Jesus in the gospel. Lord, I pray that as he brings your word to us this morning, that you will anoint him and empower him. I pray, God, that it won't just be his words, but it'll be you speaking through him. We want to hear from you this morning. We want to encounter you in your word. And so we pray for him. We pray for his church, for Holy Light Church, God. Um, Fill us and fill him and fill them with your spirit, we pray. We pray these things in your wonderful name. Amen. Amen. Paul, over to you. Thank you. Um, Thank you for Kelvin's. um, Actually, I'm humble because I know I'm... I'm not good, I'm not so, I have nothing to be proud of, so I have to be humble because I'm not very strong or anything. Um, Let me introduce myself. I come from a local family and local church, and my father is just a a construction site worker, painter, and my mother worked in a factory as a plastic toy worker. So I born in a very poor house. I born in a broken house. Um, my my grandfather was a drug addict, and also my uncle was drug addict. And gospel comes through my grandmother. His uh, she lead my uncle believe in Jesus and quit drug taking. And after a while, my uh, cousin was also become a drug addict. And God saved me, and I bring the gospel to my brother, and he quit taking drugs. So I come from a, a very broken family. I have nothing to be proud of, but it is all the grace of God who saved our family. And uh, I'm not very academic people, so um, I'm not very good at theology or, or any uh, exegesis, something like that. I used to minister serving in prison. I've been serving in the prison for uh, 11 years, and I still keep going to the prison. So I, I used to talk, to talk to people face by face individually. So actually, that's why I ask all of you pray for me, because I'm not used to preach to a, a bunch of people. It will make me nervous, and especially I'm a, a local Hong Kong Hong Konger, so my mother tongue was Cantonese. It is the third time I preach in English, so I'm so nervous. So please pray for me. And <laughs> thank you. Sorry to interrupt you. Yeah. Can you use this mic? Oh. Oh, okay. First 
think next week I'm going to have to get a tie to look as smart as you. All right, I'll send you one. Okay. <laughs> Make yourself at home, okay? All right, thank Sorry you. Hello, hello, it's okay. Um, so that's why I, I used the scripture today. I will uh, try to use some life story I met in the prison as well as some story in our family, try to demonstrate how the gospel changed people, and not just individually, but in a community. So, um, did you ever ask a question like, why you are brought to this world? Uh, what is the meaning of life? Especially when you are suffering, uh, being despised, neglected, or left alone. Actually, I tell you, I, I asked this question when I, I was three years old. Um, I, I told you my father is a, a painter and my mother is a factory worker. Uh, so in my memory, I was brought up by my grandmother. My parents didn't uh, work a whole day. And after they, they come back home, they eat their dinner and then they will, they will sleep. And very early in the morning, they will go out to work again. So I have very, very few, little time to meet with my parents. And, uh, and, and you know, when you're kids, you would like your parents to hug you, to be with you. I may try to ask them, come, play with me, come, uh, spend some time with me. But they would, they would say, uh, I'm so tired, go away, go away. Find your grandmom. And if I, you know, I, 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 I'm not, I was naughty, they may even beat me. So that's why I, I will, in, in the year of three, I asked myself, if you don't love me, why did you bring me to this world? Today, we also talk about a slave. I think this slave, he may probably ask this question a thousand times in his life. Why am I a slave? What is the meaning of my life? Was it a mistake I came to this world? Um, actually, I heard this question a lot in prison, especially some prisoners who, who come from Africa. They was cheated to bring some drug to Hong Kong, and uh, the people who cheat him said, oh, it's, very, it's no big deal to bring drugs it to Hong Kong. The penalty is very small. You just need to stay a few months in Hong Kong and then you come back. But after they were, they were arrested in Hong Kong, they find the penalties several decades, in two decades or, or um, several years in Hong Kong. They were, they were collapsed. They, they just want to earn a few money for their family. So they, they worry about their family and they ask about what is the meaning of life, why, um, <clears throat> why this happened to me. And we don't know the reason, but this slave, Onesimus, uh, left his master, probably stolen some money when he left. And eventually, he went to Rome, arrived Rome. In there, he met Paul. And in there, he heard the gospel. And in there... The gospel transformed his whole life. I met some people from overseas, um, from Africa, from South America, from uh, Vietnam, uh, from Southeast Asia or, or India, Southern Asia, uh, Southern Asia. They said 
um, they have heard about Jesus, but they don't think Jesus uh, uh, did matter to him until he was in prison. And when he asked the meaning of life, and when they heard about the gospel, their life was transformed. And some even said uh, their, their sentence was very short, just a few months. And some, some said, oh, this few months sentence for me is not a curse, a blessing. Because, not because of this, I w- my life will never change. I will still uh, living in a, in a lie, if living in, under illusion. I'm chasing something that is not worthy. But because of Christ, my life was changed. And also, Onesimus, when he arrived Rome, he met Paul. He heard the gospel, and the gospel transformed his life. Onesimus, his name means profitable or uh, yeah, good to you. But to him, he may not think so. Maybe he was someone access, which, which means profitable to his master, because at least he worth some money. But to himself, he, may, he might think his life was worthless, meaningless, or even a burden. What, is the, what was the point doing all the housework, but you will never know when will you have your own family or your own house? I think um, the young, youngster in Hong Kong may probably understand this feeling. Uh, why should I study so hard? Why should I get into the, the university? Um, how, how many years I need to work and didn't spend a, a penny in order to save enough money to get an apartment? What's the point to, to working, working so hard? What is the meaning of life? And I think uh, Onesimus might, might thinking about why, why I, I have this fate. So he ran away from his master. Maybe his leaving from his master was to find freedom or to start a new life. But what future could be happen to a fugitive? I did met some um, prisoner who, was, who has been a fugitive running away to mainland China. He stayed several years in mainland China until all his, all his money was spent. And after that, he turned himself in back to Hong Kong. And I met him in Lai Chi Kok. And he's, he uh, said to me, even though I have money, even though I, I'm, I feel uh, secure in mainland China, but I have no peace. Every night I was afraid someone would break in and take me to the police or even someone I, um, I, I, I get against, probably some uh, gangster from the opposite side may come to take me and beat me. So even though he has a lot of money, he was worrying about many, many things until he came to Hong Kong and turned himself in and he took up his responsibility to, to uh, uh, confess his sin or his guilty, he finally uh, relief. He finally, uh, he, he said he finally can shake off the, the guilt and the worry he used to ha- have in mainland China. So we don't know whether uh, Onesimus know Paul was in uh, Rome, but eventually he met Paul there. From Paul, 
Onesimus heard that the problem of his life as well as this world were the consequences of our sin. Um, actually, it is sin who divide us or, or separate us from God. And the consequences, we not only separated from God, we also we call alienated or, or separated from ourselves. We don't know who we are. We don't know our true identity. We rely on many, many other things to, te- to define, am I a worthy p- people? For example, I, I listen to a lot of gangster in, in a youth institution. He was very young, just 16 years old. But he just have a grade 9 education. And he said to me, if I have money, if I can earn enough money to uh, have a, a company or have a shop, I will be somebody. So he uh, tried to do some drug trafficking. And you know, drug trafficking is really, really very profitable in Hong Kong. Um, he talked to me, he said to me, uh, one month he can earn 200000 by drug trafficking. So he just wanted to do one year and uh, earn several million dollars, and then he can set up a company, and then he can no longer dealing with drugs, and he will be somebody. So that's the problem. Uh, we all define our value, our identity, with something outside ourselves, something outside God. So that's the problem and create a lot of problems. We just care about ourselves and didn't care about other people's well-being. So, and also the sin also brings and other sick, uh, consequences. We don't know how to treat the nature properly. We don't know how to enjoy but not uh, exploit uh, the, the nature, the uh, natural resources. So we see a lot of pollution, a lot of um, uh, environmental problem. It's all the consequences of sin. After that, after Omnisimus know that the problem is our sin, and not only that, uh, he heard from Paul that the creator of this world has become flesh and died for our sin, who is Jesus. He died instead of us. He substituted us to bear the price of sin on the cross. By receiving Jesus, Omnisimus received a new identity. He became God's favorite son. He was no longer belong to this world, even though he's still living in this world. But he knew he, knew he belonged to a heavenly family, a kingdom uh, of eternity. So even though our life on this earth is very short, but our life story didn't end after we die. We belong to uh, an eternity kingdom. So now an Omnisimus knew the meaning of his life, why he was a slave. He became an ambassador of God using his role as a slave. He's not just a slave, but also an ambassador of God. Before he doing, do, doing all the housework, he don't know what's the meaning. But at that time, Paul was, was in prison in Rome. He couldn't leave the house uh, uh, freely. He, put, uh, he need to stay in the house until his case was trialed. So he needs someone to take care of his daily life. 
and he opened his house. People can visit him and listen to the gospel. At that moment, Omnismus finds his purpose. He can serve Paul. He can participate in the mission of preaching the gospel. His life is not useless. His life is meaning, meaningful and useful. I met a man. I call him Mr. Chow uh, several years ago. At that time, he was uh, 16, 60, 60 years old. And he told me uh, he was discharged from prison when he was 58 years old. 58. He has been in prison for 17 times in all his life. 17 times in prison. The first time he was in prison was 17 years old. He was very young. And because he takes drugs, he was a drug addict. So he went in and went out the prison many, many times, 17 times. All his life is to cheat money for, for drug. And because he used needles to, to inject, inject the, the, the drug, um, his left leg, the blood vessel of his left leg was blocked. And so his left leg was swollen and difficult to walk. He was so afraid um, his left leg would be needed to cut off. And in, in his last imprisonment, he met a friend who, uh, who used to take drugs with him. But this time, his friend looked healthier and fatter than before. So he, he was so curious as, uh, what happened to you? So his friend told him, well, I quit taking drugs by the gospel. But this time I was in prison because I, I was fighting with others. So it doesn't matter with the drug. Okay? <laughs> so Mr. Chow was very curious. Oh, I used to look down on this guy. I, I, even though we are all drug addicts, but I looked down on him because I think he's not worthy or not better than me. But how come he can become so uh, healthier and look better than me? I must quit the drug also. So after he was discharged, he immediately joined uh, St. Stephen's Society to uh, quit the drug. So two, year, uh, two years later, he kept living in uh, St. Stephen's Society. He quit taking drug. And not only he uh, quit drug, but also he became a volunteer. He go to uh, Guangzhou uh, a Station, you know, uh, there's a back street of uh, Guangzhou uh, railway station. Many drug addicts used to uh, inject drugs in there. He joined other volunteers to go to Guangzhou and, and uh, spread the leaflet and told them about uh, the gospel, how you can uh, quit taking drugs by the gospel. He became uh, useful. He, didn't, he said he didn't think he can be useful even when he was 60 years old. He think his life was over. He was a rubbish. He, was, he couldn't bring any good to this world. But by God's grace, he, become, he can bring some good to this world. After knowing Omnisimus was escaped from his master Philemon, Paul wrote this letter to ask Philemon to forgive and receive Omnisimus again. Paul knew Philemon because it is Paul who bring the gospel to Philemon, and Paul has been visiting the church in Philemon's house. Paul and Philemon has a very close relationship. Uh, 
So Paul prays Philemon for uh, his love and his faith towards Jesus and all the saints. And Philemon did live out the gospel transformed life because his good doing, his good deed was not just oh, because the law requests me to do or because other people expect me to do so, so I do the good thing. No, he do all the good thing because it is all out of the love and faith of him towards Jesus. Paul also quoted other saints' testimony. Paul said, Philemon, many people report to me, you had refreshed their heart. So Paul appealed to Philemon. Paul warned Philemon to keep showing his kindness, especially to, to an old man and a prisoner for Christ, which is Paul. Paul appealed to Philemon for his child Onesimus. He warned Philemon could forgive and receive Onesimus. True forgiveness and acceptance cannot be requested by compulsion or by force. This must be, come from a willing heart, and it also means willing to give up the right to revenge. Um, I think it's very hard for us to ask for forgiveness. And I also think it's very hard to forgive someone truly hurt you. Uh, without the grace of God, I don't think um, it, will, it will be possible. Mr. Chow, uh, the 60-year-old uh, brother I, I, I mentioned, he told me one day uh, he prayed to God. He said, God, I have brought a lot of hurt to my family. My brother, my sister moved to other places. They changed their telephone number because they want to avoid me. I cheat them a lot, and I, dis- I, I let them disappoint a lot. And my wife and daughter, she has a wife when he was uh, very young, and his wife gave birth a daughter uh, for him. But also, his wife, his daughter forsake him. And he said, I, and I couldn't contact them. I don't have their telephone number. And I am also too shame to try to search them by myself. Please help me. So after this prayer, a few days, uh, he, was, he, he joined a volunteer activity of his church. Uh, he helped to clean an elder, uh, elder person's home in Chinwan. Uh, he arrived earlier in Chinwan MTR station. So Arrived in the MDR station, he checked his mobile to see where other church members were. And when he was checking his mobile, a woman came to him and asked him, Are you Sam Go? Are you the third brother? Are you Sam Go? I am Say So. I'm the third brother's wife. How are you? You look better. You look healthier. What, are, what happened to you? And he, Mr. Chow uh, told her sister-in-law about he, he was receiving uh, gospel drug rehabilitation service. He was living with other uh, brother in the rehab center. He was going to the church and now he was going to uh, uh, do some cleansing work for an elder person. And one week later, one week later, his two elder sister, 
his younger brother and his sister-in-law come out to have lunch with him. And one month later, another younger brother fly to Hong Kong from Europe to have dinner with, with, with him. And a few weeks later, her sister-in-law find her daughter. Her daughter forgave him and accept him as father again. So, Mr. Chow said, drug has taken everything from me. I have never dreamed of having my family accepting me again. People used to look me as a, as a worm, as a rubbish, or invisible. People will not respect me. But now, God gave me a new identity. God gave me dignity. And God break back my family, not just a heavenly family, but also my blood family. So having, a, having my family forgave and accept me again is the grace of God. So it is not by the grace of God, I don't think Mr. Chow can uh, reconcile with his family. Forgive is very difficult, especially if someone hurt you deep and very long time. And ask to forgive is also very difficult because we, we, we are afraid of, we don't like the feeling of shame. We don't like the feeling to plead, plead guilty before man. But Paul want or Paul appeal to Philemon, remember the grace of God. Remember the love of Jesus Christ. And let the love of Jesus Christ be your energy. Be your, be, the, be your strength and power to forgive. So Paul reminds Philemon that he might not just have received, uh, he might have not just received Omnisimus as a bond servant, but more than a bond servant. Although Omnisimus still was, was still a, la- a slave, but slave is not his primary identity anymore. He was a son of God. Slave or master these identities couldn't divide the relationship we have in Christ. Because of Christ, we can put down the hatred. Because of Christ, we can put down all the debt before. We can reconcile with each other. In Shakespeare Prison, every Wednesday, I will have, uh, we will have religious class in Shakespeare Prison. People from South America, people from Africa, people from Asia will will come to our religious class. We all worship together using different languages. We try to learn uh, the Bible. Sometimes I will speak in Cantonese. Someone will translate it into English, and, and someone will translate it from English to Spanish because I'm from South America. So, no, so you know, uh, Cantonese, Mandarin, uh, English, uh, Spanish, we all, we, we all speak in, in the same religious class. Language didn't become a bearer, uh, uh, our nationality, our, our the color, it doesn't matter. We, because uh, we know we are all sinners. We, we all need the grace and salvation from Christ. Uh, some of them, they, they are well-educated. Some of them are uh, accountant. Some of them are lawyer. Some of them are teacher. And some of them are, are not very well-educated. So they, they may have a grade six or grade seven education, they, they were against her. Some from uh, um, America, they didn't, uh, Africa, they didn't receive any uh, much well education. But they knew education 
our intelligence couldn't help us overcome the dark side of our humanity. Even though you are a lawyer, even though you are professional, just like a, a teacher, you are, when the temptation comes, you will still fail. They commit crime because of uh, money, because of sex, some may because of they couldn't control their anger, so they hurt people and they were uh, in prison. So they, they understand all we, need, we all need the, the salvation, the grace of God. So in, in this little room, we truly share what is uh, grace, no matter what uh, social status uh, or how many money you have or, or where you come from. We are all in a family, a heavenly family. We are all brother and sister of a family. I don't know how do you feel about this teaching. Maybe you understand this teaching very much in your head long time ago. But I should remind you, uh, it is very hard to put what we learn in our head to our heart to live it out. Because the world is... We, we, we are living in a world used to judge or compare people by many, many things outside of ourselves. We use uh, education to compare people. We use uh, where do they live to uh, compare people. And because I live in Taiwan, I live in a um, public estate, and I, I was very poor. So every time I went to Central, I was so afraid, anxious, because I felt I, I'm not worthy uh, walking in Central. I, 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 I'm lower than the people living in Central. They are well-educated, more uh, educated than me. They have uh, more money than me. I, I, I dare not to speak to them. That's what, when I was young, I was like that. I, I, the world teach me like that. We judge people by many our things rather than in God. But in this uh, religious class in Sepik prison, we, we truly experience not in our, in our head but in our heart because many people, uh, Christian volunteer, they are professor, they are musician, they are uh, many come from different social classes, come to the prison and worship together with them and love them, show their care to them, but not as a role of, I'm a rescuer, I try to rescue you. No, they really come to, I want to make friends with you. I want to be your brother. I want to be, be your sister. I want to walk with you through a journey, especially in, in, uh, in a low time of your life. So they truly experience the grace of God in their heart. So I think maybe it is a very blessed place. Somehow maybe more blessed than in this place because we're all sitting here with a proper dressing. Uh, we have air condition and we all look like very uh, civilized, uh, you know. Uh, so people will respect you. People will love you probably because of your dressing because you are speaking very nice to me. But in the prison, they, they're dressing a prisoner's clothes. They, get, they got their uniform. And 
they strip off all their, their uh, social title, even though they are lawyer, they are accountant. No, they become a number. Three, five, six, so one, come, someone visit you. So when he, when he experiences and, and someone didn't care about what, how he dressed, uh, what, they, what people call him, they experience someone truly accept them, love them, and share God's word, share God's love to them. They experience the power of the gospel. It breaks break all the dividing wall. We become a body. We become a family. Not, no matter what languages you're speaking, no matter what color you are. And I saw that is the, the power of the gospel. So I think I, I can only share my experience. I want, I want you to can understand and try to learn in this place. We, we, we shouldn't and we need not to learn it in the prison. I don't want you all to go to, go to the prison ex, to experience this experience. But I truly want you to experience the power of gospel in here. We can love each other no matter what, circumstance, what social status you are, what um, language you are speaking, what color you are, where you live. In Christ, we are all one family. So, Paul knew that Omnismus takes some value thing from Philemon. Maybe money, maybe anything. But Paul knew it, it might bring some hurt to Philemon. Paul was willing to take the debt Omnismus owed Philemon into his account. He was imitating Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ bear our sin and pay the debt of our sin on the cross. Paul was willing to take the debt of Omnismus as his own. Is there anyone hurt you that you find it very difficult to forgive? What do you think if Jesus, Jesus Christ was not only die for you, but also the one who hurt you? My sister was adopted to my family when I was born. At that time, she was just two years old. Her birth father abandoned her uh, when she was two, and she knew this truth when she was five. Her birth father will occasionally visit her a uh, few times a year, but every time her birth father visits her, uh, he will ask my sister take the take her homework, take her test paper, to let let him have a look, and her birth. Father will ask her, kneel down, and ask about why, how come you got so low score in the school, and her birth father will beat, beat her. So she suffered a lot in her childhood, and she wasn't getting very well with my family, especially to my parents also. So she left uh, our family, lived by herself when she was 16 years old. And he, she just got grade 9 education. So for her, it's very difficult to make a living with a grade, grade 9 education, 16 years old girl. She need to, need to take care all by herself. But eventually, um, he's, uh, she settled down with a stable income. And he met a boyfriend living with her boyfriend. But 
Happy days were, were very short. At her early 30, I don't, I don't, I, I couldn't remember. It's 31 years old or 32 years old. My sister were, was diagnosed with phase four cancer, at, and at the same time, she find her boyfriend was in love with another woman. So uh, he was so she was so shocked and so heartbroken. Um, Her boyfriend don't want to be with her anymore, so my sister come back to my family, live with us. Suffer and heartbroken and exhausted, exhausted. Um, she tried to. She started to go to church with us, and in the church, he heard the gospel. He heard Jesus. Um, she told me she think about all his life. He suffered a lot. And she also did many mistakes. She was so uh, self-centered. Sometimes he was so pride. So he asked Jesus to forgive her sin, and also he asked Jesus to heal the hurt in her heart. He, she said um, she wanted to find love from her father, but her father didn't love her. She wanted to find love from her boyfriend, but the love from her boyfriend was very short, very temporal. But finally, he find the love in Jesus, and this love never failed her. So she received Jesus and baptized. And thanks God, by the grace of God, her cancer was under control, and her health eventually restored. In the meantime, her boyfriend come back. Want to make up with her and live with her again, so uh, they try to, you know, try to work it out again. But they enjoy a few years of happiness. But ten years later, in my sister, forty-two years old, the cancer come back, and this time uh, he was died at forty-three years old. The day she died. Every family member came to farewell her, and when she breathed out her last breath, it is her birth father and her husband, the two who hurt her deepest in her life, accompanying her. And when my sister, before she died, she said to her birth father, "I forgive you." She knew that Jesus Christ not just died for her sin, but also those who hurt her. Jesus has already paid the price. She no longer hate hates them. She need no revenge, and she left the world without hatred, without regret. I saw a beautiful picture. Two men hurt my sister most in her life. But it is they, it is them, accompanying her to walk till the end, to live, to live this world. And what a wonderful picture is when my sister died. He reconciled with her father and also um, he uh, affirmed his, uh, her love and her her husband's love. It's by the power of the gospel. 
It is Jesus heal the wound that the hurt in my sister's heart. That then he can, she can have the love to forgive, and to put down all the debt. He didn't ask anyone to pay back the debt they own her. I witness. I experience how Jesus become our peace. I'm not a academic people. I I don't know how to explain the scripture very. Uh, richfully to you, I can only use this uh, life story example to tell them what I witnessed, what I experienced in my life, how Jesus has broken down the dividing wall of hostility, how He created in Himself one new man in the place of the two. Did you also experience this? I want you to to think about. I I, I want to share my experience. It's not. To not to earn your like or earn your your clap hand. I just want to share with you is God is true. The power of the of the gospel is very true. It changed my whole life. It changed my family's life. It changed the history of my whole family. So I want you also to experience it, not just stay in our head. Do you think um, you you're most related to omnisimus? Or to Philemon, did you hurt someone that you dare not to ask forgiveness from from him for, or from her, or does anyone hurt you before that you find it very difficult to forgive、uh, him or forgive her, or do you find the social status, slave or master, educated or uneducated, it become a barrier for you to connect to people, to love the people, or? Be united together in Christ. We we all need to face the dark side of our humanity. We are very fragile. We are just broken human, and but there's hope. We should just look in ourselves and don't look in、uh, and don't look to God. We should look to ourselves, but also we should look to Jesus Christ. What He did for us, it is Jesus who helped us or saved us. It is it is Jesus deliver us from、uh, the guilty, from shame. It is also Jesus who give us、um, power, strength to forgive or to ask for forgive. Don't let yourself trap in hatred or trap in guilty or shame. It is Jesus who promise us to have a joyful、uh, life full of freedom. I can freely love people. I am not a slave of、uh, sin. I am not a slave of my、uh, shame. I am not a slave of my pride. I can freely love people just as Jesus loved me. So I just want you to enjoy the love of Jesus, and let the love of Jesus help you to ask for forgive, or to forgive, or to love someone very different from you. And let the grace and the love of God flow through you to the people around you. And if every one of us can can truly experience this, we we truly we may truly transform this community, this city. People will not no people will no longer pointing their finger to other people, blaming、uh, other people's responsibility, or or just care about. Their, themselves 
um, don't love each other, don't want to connect with each other. It is God's grace who divides this wall of hostility. It is God's grace, it is Jesus' love bringing us together. We can humbly uh, confess to each other, ask forgiveness from each other. We can love and walk with each other in the, by the grace of God. I truly, truly want to uh, share my experience so that you may also experience this. If it is your situation today, no matter you're ashamed to ask forgiveness or your heart to forgive some people or your heart to love someone very different from you, I ask God here, His Holy Spirit, pour the love of God, the love of Jesus into our heart that we may have the strength, have the love from God truly to forgive, to ask for forgive, to truly love, uh, not by, by our judgment or by our standard. I truly hope God may do that. Let, let us pray. Let us pray. Lord Jesus, we are all broken people. We cannot boast anything in front of you. We are so fragile. We have our limit. And also, we have our dark side. We cannot save by ourselves. And also, we hurt each other. We hurt people. People hurt us. And this hurt divided us. But Jesus, thank you. You died for our sin. You've already paid the debt. You've already canceled our punishment on the cross. Because we receive in you our sin transferred to you and your righteousness transferred to us, we become children of God. We join your family. We need not any other outside thing to judge who we are. In Jesus Christ, in you, we are all beloved. We are all your children. And we can love each other sincerely. Not not by our standard to judge who is deserved, who is not deserved. Everyone in Christ is our family member, is, is our body. So we thank you for your love. If today we're still angry with some people, we find it very difficult to forgive, please help us heal our, our wound in our heart. Heal our sorrow or our, our hurt and fill, it, fill our heart with your love. That we forgive not because of you requested me or someone requested me, that we forgive because we truly experience your love and we're truly willing to forgive. Lord, help us. Help us to let your gospel not just stay in our head, but go to our heart, melt our heart, transform our heart, take away all the bitterness, take away all the pride, or um, shame out of our heart. Let us freely, joyfully enjoy your love, enjoy your grace. 
and we can share willingly, share your love, your grace willingly to the people around us. Change our family, change our city, and may your glory shine to the city through us, and may your love show to the people in this city through us. Hear our prayer in Jesus' name, Amen.